You know, that is true. This is like this is prime Busta Rhymes. Every time Busta Rhymes on. would say his own name just as Busta in songs back mm -hmm. in like the early 2000s. Like, remember Busta? Oh, yeah. What, what it is. is and I would be like, Trista, what it is right now. Yeah. That was, I know it was lame, but that was what I did. <laughs> no, not at all. There's like a good four to five run, year run that Busta had there where I was a huge, huge fan. Same. Yeah. Well, you know, you still have the old school stuff that it just, when it kicks in, you still, look, it's still good. Oh, yeah. You know, let's be honest here. All right, we bring on Brad Evans now, co-host live on the line, the great Brad Evans as we get set for kickoff, which is a little less than an hour now here, uh, which is, I guess it's been raining up at MetLife, it's been nasty, now there's an orange sky, so I don't know if that's a sign of anything and what's going to happen in this game. We kind of went over, Brad, our feel for this game and the way that we see it going. How do you see this game going, just big picture as we dive in? Well, hopefully it's going to be hideous, and thanks for having me, guys, uh, because I may or may not have wagered on the under in this particular affair. I think defense should be the name of the game, uh, really on both sides of the ball. I mean, both of these units just outstanding on paper. You look at the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 uh, arguably the best secondary in the NFL, of course, highlighted uh, by the tremendous sophomore sensation, uh, sensation there. And Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, uh, could certainly uh, shut some people down. Strong safety play as well. And, uh, you know, the Bills are no pushovers uh, defensively uh, in their own right. A top 10 unit on the back end. I think a top 10 unit and a linebacker court on the front end. So I think uh, points uh, should be few and far between. Uh, this game uh, is a roaring over. I'm going to lose my hide, which, uh, indeed, I lost <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, so, Brad, what kind of player props are you looking at? Are you playing some unders tonight? Like you mentioned, we got some weather. There's a total 44-and-a-half. You have Aaron Rodgers making his first start in a new offense with a new team. And then uh, sloppy weather, like I mentioned. So what are you doing tonight as far as player props? Who are you looking at, maybe, and who are you fading tonight? Oh, I've got way too many tickets open for this in the player props market. Let's dig in, guys. Uh, I got the under on Josh Allen. Uh, 252.5 pass yards as a starter. Uh, you know, look at what he did in a pair of games last season uh, against the Jets. I mean, they shut him down largely uh, in those matchups. 205 passing yards, 147 in the other. Uh, that's it. And you look at the Jets on paper last season, just 6.34 pass yards per attempt uh, and 257.1 pass yards per game. So uh, I really think uh, they're a team that's not going to really surrender uh, a whole lot here in the end of Josh Allen. Obviously, the duality is going to be a play for J.A. in this one. It may get around 40 or so rush yards, uh, but it could be around 225 to 240 in the pass yards game. So uh, that one stands out to me first and foremost. And then you look at Aaron Rodgers, uh, another player that I'm kind of down on in terms of the pass yardage prop. I took the under on that uh, with him as well, uh, knowing, again, the talent, uh, the depth of quality play uh, that the Bills possess on the back end. And, and Rodgers, I think, getting a little bit long in the tooth, you know, that uh, beard getting grayer by the day. Uh, guy is a, more of a glorified game manager at this point in his career, it Ooh. seems like. Uh, may go out there and get a touchdown pass in this game, but uh, got to be higher reliant, I think, on the one-two punch of Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall to try to move the chains, uh, get within striking distance, whether it's uh, up through the uprights for three or punching him went in for six. I think Aaron Rodgers tonight, round uh, maybe two and a quarter with a passing touchdown. However, 
I got the over on rush yards because yes. I'm a true D-Gen. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is scrambling <laughs> for five or six yards, and I locked that sucker in at BetMGM on three and a half. Brad, one of my favorite things to bet on just for a lark is a first touchdown, especially when we're here at BetMGM National Harbor. One little sneaky story accidentally took Stetson Bennett. First touchdown score in the national title game, and now, now it's just what we do, baby. So I need one yeah. from you, Brad. All right, first touchdown props, uh, kind of a stab in the dark, uh, you know, a shot in the dark, if you will. I usually do not routinely play them. However, uh, I like the Chef Boyardee of running backs and James Cook uh, to get that goal line splash and be the first uh, six on the board in this game. So give me him for the first touchdown prop. I love James uh, Cook's overall game, a guy that, would, uh, you know, was a yak after uh, – uh, temp beast last season, 3.02 in that category. Uh, his role is expected to ratchet up uh, this season. He was a buzz of training camp uh, there in Buffalo and really the headline grabber and a guy that's expected to get a high volume in this backfield. Also love early bonus time, guys. The over on rush attempts. Uh, Ty to Cook, uh, that's available at 10 and a half. Right now at BetMGM, took the over on that at minus 110 earlier today. I think it's going to be 12 balls of belly at least. And one of those, uh, Miss Crick, will be in for a goal line plunge. Give me James Cook to score the first touch of the night. Talking to Brad Evans, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, it's like we've looked at this game and said, all right, probably going to get a lot of time with the running backs, going to get a lot of carries out there. I think that the uh, over 12.5 carries for Dalvin Cook is a very popular bet with everybody sitting on this set right now. But the whole Brees Hall-Dalvin Cook situation, we don't like – we can think we know what they're going to do, but it's not like we saw a lot on hard knocks in terms of what the carries were going to look like and how they were going to split that up. How do you see this going? Is it more of maybe a Dalvin Cook early in this game and Brees Hall gets involved more, and maybe that's even something we kind of have to watch game by game throughout the season? I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here with these two, but at the same time, we just don't know what their roles are going to be yet. Yeah, I think it's going to be indicative of what we saw yesterday in Denver, right? Uh, with Javante Williams coming off the uh, catastrophic injury and being eased into his workload, uh, played 29 snaps in that. Samaj P. Ryan also played 29 snaps. Now, it may or may not be a dead even 50-50 split here in the end. I think it's going to be more 60-40 at a minimum in favor of the veteran there and Dalvin Cook over the sophomore running back in Brees Hall. No knock on Brees at all. I think they're going to ease him into some of that uh, volume, some of that workload, some of those touches. A guy that I think is going to be uh, pretty emphatic and heavily stressed over the second half of the season, you know, pinning uh, the health. And hopefully it's going to be good health uh, for Dalvin Cook. But uh, I think in this game, a minimum 60% of the opportunity share for him, uh, which should shake out to around 13 to 15 touches. Many of those coming on the ground, maybe a couple of receptions. I think Cook could be a sneaky difference maker in this game. So if you're uh, looking to be a gambler and clack and a clack and roll the dice on one of the rolling uh, running back props tied to the Jets in this contest, I would lean more so on Dalvin than Brees Hall, uh, given the veterans' overall playing uh, style and the fact, too, that he is A-OK, 100% healthy and had a, a really an outstanding advanced analytics profile didn't get his just due and the notoriety that he richly deserves in his last season in Minnesota. Brad, the best part about week one is we get a bunch of overreaction. Then we're able to take a look at the market for week two. Anything that you like uh, in the NFL for week two so far? 
Yeah, you know, I'm obviously waiting on the player props market uh, more than anything else. And uh, the one overreaction I do have is I kind of like the Patriots, guys, uh, against yeah. Miami. Uh, that game uh, under the primetime lines here in Foxborough. Uh, New England was, uh, you know, in the midst of a barn burner yesterday. And the guy that really stood out to me and one of my concrete takeaways of week one is that Mac Jones didn't suck. Uh, he did it for dad bods <laughs> everywhere. Uh, out there, you know, the show with a howitzer and uh, was on the money with the exception of that pick that he had early in the game. But the three touchdown passes, uh, 316 uh, total yards uh, through the air at 15 rushing to boot as well. Uh, in a game that is going to be a very high scoring affair in my estimation, uh, given the outsides of that secondary of Miami and Xavier Howard uh, there. And uh, along with Eli Apple, I, I kind of like New England emerging victorious in a shootout and whatever the player props that emerge on Mac Jones, maybe Kendrick Bourne uh, has a second spectacular week. We'll see if Devontae Parker is going to be back in uniform. Uh, I, I will be over on a Mac Jones touchdown prop, probably yardage prop as well, because uh, the first to five, I think is a foregone conclusion as a winner in that affair. I'm curious, Brad, what you thought about the Seattle versus uh, L.A. Rams game because, look, they didn't have Cooper Cup. He's probably going on IR, and then a bunch of a young guns stepped up, put up over 100 yards. I think they had two receivers over 100 yards. Puka and uh, Tutu. Puka and Tutu, which, <laughs> listen, great names. Uh, is this more about Seattle not being who we thought that they are, or are the Rams better than we think that they were? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both, really. I think Seattle, uh, a little bit sleepwalking right now, uh, still going through the motions, an extension of the exhibition in the preseason. I mean, Geno Smith barely crawled over 100 yards in that game, which uh, really seems unfathomable, uh, given the stellar matchup that was on paper entering the contest. Uh, Kenneth Walker certainly had his moments on the ground. I mean, better days are ahead. For the Seahawks, and I know Tyler Lockett went out early in that game. We'll see if he's going to be available in week two. But DK Metcalf uh, was still the player that we saw last season. Uh, but I get credit where credit is due. I mean, the Rams shocked us all. They were indeed a shocker special of sorts. Uh, we'll see, um, you know, if they can continue on that hot trail. Uh, Puka was uh, utterly outstanding, guys. Uh, a guy that had 15 targets in that game with the 10 receptions for 119 yards, really picked up uh, the void uh, from the absent Cooper Cup, of course, on IR, as you guys mentioned, uh, to do at well, as you also discussed, had a monster game. And the one-two punch, and it was a weak punch. It was like Glass Joe, an old-school uh, Nintendo Mike Tyson's punch-out. Uh, that was Cam Akers. Uh, but a guy that had oh. some Mike Tyson tendencies uh, was yeah. Kyron Williams, had a pair yeah. of touchdowns in the game, played more snaps, was largely between the me. tackles, more effective rusher. Uh, we'll see if that is uh, indicative of what the trend is going to be moving forward. But Cam Akers, more of the same. Sorry, fantasy fans. Uh, but uh, there is a hopefully a beer or, in my case, a tequila within arm's reach to yes. number the pace. Yeah, Brad, I had Cam Akers over 60 and a half rushing yards because of how bad Seattle's defense was last year. And then it turns out Sean McVay still hates him. So moving forward, would you take <laughs> the under on Cam Akers rushing and or receiving yards uh, just because it's pretty much Kyron's show? Well, we'll see. Um, you know, I think the jury is still out. I think it's going to be a full-blown committee. We know that much. Uh, they're trying to alleviate some of the pressure 
uh, on Matthew Stafford, knowing that Cooper Cup, of course, is on the sidelines and in street clothes. Uh, but, you know, it's only one game sample size. And uh, the narrative and the script could get flipped here in week number two. Uh, you know, Cam Akers still had over 15 touches in that game, uh, which I had him to have 15 or more rush attempts. So, thankfully, that was one of the very few props that I hit on my car that hopefully you were yeah. following. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was very empty carries, very shallow to say the least. Uh, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, right now moving forward, if I had a venture, a guess, it's going to be a full-blown 50-50 committee until somebody emerges uh, from this frame, I think ultimately it could be a hot hand situation, uh, which has me shivering in my sneakers as a fantasy football enthusiast. <laughs> you know, Brad, one of the biggest questions I had was what Anthony Richardson was going to look like week one, right? It's like, are they going to run the ball a lot? Are they going to let him throw the ball? What's he going to look like? Is he going to be accurate? I mean, it wasn't bad. 24-37, 2-23. It was only six yards in attempt, but like, he looked like somebody that can also throw the football. When you look at him, right, like to me, I'm comfortable taking the over on his rushing yards and, you know, maybe an yep. anytime touchdown. But when you watch that game, I certainly feel at least a little more comfortable in the fact that he may be somebody that can throw the ball relatively consistently for them. Did you see the same thing? Yeah, entirely. And uh, people that are really overjoyed are Michael Pittman enthusiasts, right? Uh, yeah. The fantasy yeah. managers of him or those that are uh, wagering uh, on him specifically in the player props market, extremely enthusiastic with the double-digit targets, the voluminous uh, you know, output that he had through the air yesterday. Uh, that is a very encouraging sign. Uh, I had Anthony Richardson uh, very highly ranked. head was the top-ten quarterback in week one against Jacksonville because the Jaguars entering the week had allowed, uh, at least last season, the third most rush yards to the quarterback position. And when you're six foot four and 250 pounds, dude, it's a load to bring down. And you knew when he would call his own number, he would get some sizable gains to process. Also had him on a plus 260 ticket for any time touchdown. So again, I'm glad you're bringing up the players actually hit on Everything else was terribly wrong. I actually got something right with Anthony Richardson. I'm glad that uh, it seems like he's A-OK, -okay, bit of a bone bruise uh, with the knee. Uh, we'll see yeah. how he practices this week, and if he's going to be limited in any form or fashion. But still, guy has got a gun for an arm, and he was feeding his top wideout at six foot five. and Michael Pittman being a long drink of water really stood out and a nice job surveying the field and delivering the ball crisply, and accurately to the best weapon on the field. Well, Brad, tonight can make up for everything that happened this weekend. Just think positive thoughts. We're right there with you. That's all that matters. We just think good thoughts about Monday Night Football. Brad Evans, live on the line. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Good luck tonight. Run, Aaron Rodgers! Run yes. like you're 25! <laughs> I need it, baby! <laughs> Man, I cannot wait to see what Aaron Rodgers looks like in this game tonight. Spoiler like, alert, it's probably going to be pretty good. I know. You're, All season long, Yeah, well, this is, this is the thing. It's like, like your favorite record, like Cap Rooney once By said. the way, I saw your face when Brad said more of a game manager, and you your face lit up like, no. No, that's I what I want to people to let that happen. Yes, keeps it. Yes. All right, it's Aaron Ben MGM Rogers. tonight live from Known National Harbor. Just